Welcome everyone to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm co-host here with my friend and president of Further Stone Ministries, Mr. Kurt Souter. How you doing this morning, Kurt? Chad, doing super. Love love coming in here, man, and doing this uh, radio thing with you. It is fun stuff. It is awesome. So um, I just want to give the heads up today. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is a show for men, by men, talking about man stuff. And uh, last week we talked about the body and our health and physical health. And uh, if you want to hear that po- that podcast, we had uh, Matt Pryor on who has a book called Body Tithe. And if you want to hear that whole show, there's three different references, four different places you can go hear that. One, you can go to iTunes on our podcast on iTunes, and that's Solid Steps Radio. You can go to SoundCloud.com and look up Solid Steps Radio. You can go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to Further Still Ministries website, which is furtherstillministries.org. Okay, and you can click on that. You can hear that show or any shows we've done in the past few months. But today, I want to give a little bit of a warning to parents listening, if you're in the car on Saturday morning or coming home from church on Sunday, that today <laughs> is a PG-13 rated topic. And we're going to be talking about some big boy conversations on big boy stuff today. And this is probably not going to be for the little ears. And you're going to need to use some discernment on what, who needs to hear and what not. So just giving you the heads up on that, uh, if you want to listen to this show in its entirety later, you can go to those places I mentioned earlier and listen to it on Monday when we post everything for our podcast. So uh, that being said, Kurt, you want to do we do something we've we've never done. Well, we we always you know Chad, we always pray right. with our guests uh, every before every show, and then we pray at, at the end, and we just say God use this. But I'm going to pray right now because this is a real sensitive topic, and um, it's a great. Um, issue in the life of the church today in many Christians lives and so uh, so I'm gonna ask God to just direct us and uh, Lord we are needful of you and so we just pray as we talk about sex and lust and uh, all the issues of uh, addiction and what that means to men's lives in, in and out of the church Lord, just, just give us wisdom. And I thank you for the two men who are guests today, that you would just fill us with your spirit and that we would be uh, speak the truth in love and that we would um, be guided by you. We pray for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got a stat here that is, uh, I'm a stat nerd, and uh, to me, stats are kind of you like- kind, Yeah, where, you kind of are a stat guy. Where the rubber that's, meets the that's road, good. right? Okay, go. Okay, so I got a stat here that says 56% of divorces- in America, mm-hmm. 56% of them involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. Now, we were talking about this before we started the show that uh, just because someone looks at something pornographic doesn't mean they end in divorce or doesn't mean that they become an addict or doesn't mean that they become a serial rapist or killer, those extremes. But the truth of the matter is that it is a reality in people's lives in the day to day in a lot of people's lives that goes unignored, goes untalked about. And we just want to shed some light today. Yeah, I mean, because so, so many times this is a hush hush. We can't talk about this in the church, you know, and yet we as Christians, we need to talk about it. If so you, if you can't talk about it in the church, where can you talk about uh, it? Right? You're going to hear it from somebody else out and get some some other crazy perspective that the, the enemy wants us to learn from him. And when we say the church, we're not just talking about on Sunday mornings for an hour from the pulpit. We mean the people of the, uh, of the Christ following people, us talking about it, being able to have conversations. Yeah. So we have uh, two guests today and, uh, 
Uh, Ken, it's good to it's good to have you with us, Ken Snyder, and welcome to the show. And Dale, just uh, thrilled to have both of you guys. And um, so so jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how did you get um, kind of go back to the beginning just real quickly and to where you are today? So. I, uh, if there's a standard profile for a, a sex addict, it is, I, I think I probably fit it. I had what author John Eldridge of Wild at Heart says is the dad wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a father that I just never could measure up to. I uh, could never meet his expectations. And as a kid, what you'll do in that situation is you'll blame yourself. You'll think there, there's something wrong with me. So uh, why, my, why doesn't my dad love me? Why doesn't my dad have any kind of care and compassion for me? And, and you don't understand it. And what what you come to realize later on as an adult is they had a dad wound typically yes and so it, it gets passed on and so uh, i had one of those fathers who's an alcoholic who's a good man uh, he had a lot of hurt in his heart mm. so puberty came along and and i discovered masturbation and pornography and again i guess this is pg-13 yep, that's but right. uh, that's what we're talking about right uh and, and you know sexual addiction is it's heinous and it's awful and one of the things that makes it most heinous or awful is it, you can easily hide it whereas drugs and alcohol as an addiction you can't gambling you can't uh and it's it's the most secretive insidious kind of addiction you can have in many ways also according to the word you know sexual sin is shame it's it's sin against your own body yeah first and there's a shame aspect to it that i think is deeper than other forms of addiction so at any rate uh i grew up with that and i you know i've treated all all substances addictively alcohol and drugs but sex was my primary sexual it was my primary addiction and uh i'll get into how i came out of it later but dale you you feel free to share your story well i think in contrast to ken i I didn't really have a father wound. I came from a dysfunctional family, but I think when I left my family and first got married, which was, I mean, my first marriage, I got married when I was 19. I think I was a fairly healthy, sexually healthy person. um, And somewhere early in that marriage, my first wife uh, told me she couldn't um, or wasn't willing to uh, have sex with me as often as I wanted to. Of course, I was 19, so that was pretty often. Uh, so she got me a subscription to Playboy magazine with the idea of, here, go satisfy yourself when, when I'm not available. And I was cool with that. I thought, okay, cool. You know, she, she approves of that, then I'm, I'm okay with that. I wasn't walking with Christ at the time, and so that didn't seem to be wrong to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and be so a na- I, it would be a very natural response for a person who's not walking with Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. And so I started a very <clears throat> bad lifestyle, and that continued throughout our marriage. And it just got worse. So that, that marriage, after several years, ended in divorce. And then I, I remarried and remarried a Christian woman, very strong Christian woman. But I brought into that marriage all that junk. That, that, that addiction. Wow. And so uh, you, were, you were single, Dale, for how long before you married your second wife? Not very long at all. We, we knew each other and um, uh, kind of started hanging out together while my divorce was being finalized and I just within a few months we were dating probably within six months we we got married and she had no clue I mean I, I will say this she did come into my house once when we were dating and saw the Playboy magazines laying out because that's how <clears throat> that's how I felt about it. I didn't have any guilt or shame about that and so uh, she did say to me <clears throat> what is this trash and I said well it's just guy stuff and she said well if you're gonna have a relationship with me you can't have this in your life 
And so I said, okay, cool, no problem. So I went to the closet and started pulling out years and years of Playboy magazine and putting them in boxes and taking them out to the trash man. But I took out my favorite 25 copies and hid them in the garage. So our, our relationship started with deceit. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, secrecy that happens. Talk, talk about that just a little bit, Ken. Uh, again, it, it sexual addiction is, is most insidious, I think, of all addictions because it is something you can hide. Mm. And sex addicts become the most expert liars in the world. Uh, you know, the good thing is, my pastor said one day, he said, the great thing about God's love is that he loves us so much that he will let you get caught. And he will. That You know, I... I don't want to give Satan too much credit, but he'll either stop you or he'll get behind you and push you to a point where you're going to get caught. You know, Chad, you said something interesting about uh, uh, you're not necessarily a sex addict if you look at another woman or whatever. But Christ's standard is that you can't do that. And it's a tough <laughs> standard. He, his standard is pretty high. Well, and, and I wrestled with that for many, many years. But here's the thing. When you do look upon a woman with lust, when you do look at pornography on occasion, you are, you're robbing yourself. It, you're robbing from your marriage. You're mm-hmm. all of a sudden making a comparison to your wife, and you're going to come away with poverty in that comparison. You know, Christ's standard is very real and it's extremely accurate. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 for sex addict, secrecy is easy. Let, let's, uh, we're gonna take a break in just a minute, but let's talk um, a little more about the wounds and um, abandonment. Because uh, there's a lot of men, there's a lot of guys who, who have, have had that issue. Um, particularly from their dad, Ken, like you. Uh, talk about that as you have dealt with boatloads of men over the years. I, it's, it seems to be most common. Uh, we have men in our ministry at, at Southeast Christian. Uh, some have been abused by, by priests, some have by choir leaders, some by, uh, uh, in other forms, uh, siblings. But the most common form, of, and it's usually emotional abuse, although there, it's not uncommon at all for there to be instances of father abusing, a, a father's abusing a, child, a son sexually. But that's the most common. It's, it's that dad wound that John Eldridge writes about. Uh, and it's there. And, and it's, it's very complex, but it is so, so common. Uh, my father, was a, he, he loved the Lord. He was a good man, but he was an alcoholic. He himself had an idol before God, and he mm-hmm. had such pain in his own heart that he did not deal with. So he, uh, he would always say to me, you know, what do you got on your mind? He was just totally exasperated with me all the time. He never told me he loved me. He never hugged me. Uh, and, of course, I'm, I'm, I, I was my dad, so I adored him. Uh, I loved him anyway, but yet I came away feeling like there's something wrong with me. My own father is not willing to Doesn't touch me and love me and hug, and, you. And hug me and be, be a support to me in, in times when I needed it growing up. But there's good news with my own son, which I hope to talk about later. Well, we, we, we will do that. We're gonna, that's very interesting. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but we need to take a break right now. We're going to take a break. Be back here shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along here with Kurt Souter. And we want to thank you for listening. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Carol Rogers Carpet One. Ken Martin and his crew, they are such a good organization that if you put your carpet down with them and you don't like it, they'll take care of getting it replaced. Now, don't call me. Call Ken about that. <laughs> but uh, he can give you all the details over there. So visit his website or his Facebook page, which is on our Facebook page linked in there, Carol Rogers Carpet One. 
So we've been talking about um, addictions and specifically sexual addictions. And uh, Dale, you mentioned to to us in the last segment about how you your wife actually introduced you to Playboy and and moving towards. And there there are listeners right now who are dabbling um, with maybe some soft porn, and and. And that, that was your launching pad into full-blown addiction. How, how did that happen? And kind of describe that. Sure. Um, well, for about 20 years, soft porn was all I cared to see. Went from looking at Playboys to looking at you know stuff online. Um, but at some point, that drug wasn't strong enough anymore. And, I, and things that I had not wanted to see, even things that had repulsed me before that I'd see online... Now I, I had hunger to see, mm. and it was a slow prog- pro- process, but I uh, went from looking at soft porn to hard porn to, to then wanting to reach out to individuals on the internet, chatting, and then meeting people. And, and I would say that within a, a year's time, I went from looking at soft porn to uh, having an affair, to seeing prostitutes, uh, spending about $10,000, on that before being found out. So it went rather quickly for me. Wow. So we, we, we many times forget how the enemy works. He, he, the Bible says that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's like a roaring lion. And you know, when, when you think about a lion and you think about how lions work, they, they just don't just run out. I mean, they, they wait and they're patient. You said 20 years? Mm-hmm. Um, right. The enemy is patient with us to, to capitalize on a moment when we now what was what was the catalyst maybe of what was going on um you you, you were already divorced right i had remarried okay you had remarried started having kids um uh, probably uh, you know i was very selfish and probably the time that that i was losing from my wife to my kids and the time that i was having to spend as a father um didn't suit me I was a very selfish person, and that was probably one of the things I did to to medicate myself, certainly. So uh, I think both of you guys have mentioned um, medication, or it's kind of my, the drug of choice. Describe that, because there's, I think guys maybe, they maybe inside know it unconsciously, but but what what's going on? Yeah, I hate to indulge in, in what I call psychobabble, but you're carrying around pain. Uh, you're carrying around the pain of, why didn't my father love me? And, and that sounds so pitiful and whiny, but it's true. It's very real pain. Yes. And without without consciously seeking things out, you do seek things to, to medicate that pain, whether yes. it be drugs, alcohol, sex, adrenaline, uh, sports. Anything can be an addictive substance, but anything that takes you away uh, momentarily or for as long as you can make it work away from what what is what is the hole in your heart and yes. we all have one we're born with one and the devil comes in to bore it deeper and wider through an addictive substance uh so you know and, and you fall into it very easily dale talked about it you know there's a law of diminishing returns and it's just like it's just like drugs uh that first tie is always the best one and you're always chasing it and, and you know the devil has a certain amount of intelligence he's not as smart as our god but he does lure us and, and it's just it, it, you keep reaching, trying to find that first high. 
I followed the same pattern with Dale. Started out with, with you know, pornography and masturbation. I wound up with prostitutes, too. And, and it's a it's a natural progression. And believe me, I, not to go too far with it, it goes beyond prostitutes. It goes beyond into some really unbelievable things. Uh, because, the, again, the, the Bible teaches that the enemy wants us to go to the darkest place possible right. to, to destroy us. And to destroy those around us, our, 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 our marriages, our families, our kids. And one of the lies he tells us is that at least you're not doing this. There's always this that you're not doing. So, you know, for me initially, well, at least I'm not having an affair. Well, then I had an affair. Well, at least I'm not seeing prostitutes. Well, now I'm seeing prostitutes. Well, at least I'm not a pedophile. Thank God I never went there. But I was headed that way. I was headed any any path, anything along that path is where I was going. He is about complete destruction. Absolutely. Wow. So, to our listeners who are listening right now, um, you, you have this wound. It might be abuse. It might be abandonment. It might be uh, just deep, deep hurt and pain. What, what do you tell that guy? Well, it's a very simple answer, and the answer, and gosh, this sounds so religious and holy and whatever, but the answer is Jesus Christ. Yes, it's Jesus, uh, right? You know, he is mm. our ultimate father, and he wants to be our father, and he loves us in a way no earthly father can, can ever love us. I, I just read something or heard something the other day that ministered to me powerfully, John eleven twenty five. I am the resurrection and the life. Our Savior spoke that word, spoke those words. Resurrection means standing up and recovering. Mm. How powerful that is, particularly to an addict. But here's the thing. Yes, he stood up in that tomb, and he burst out of it. And those scars on his hands and his feet, they recovered. But without him inside you, you're really fighting a tough, tough fight. It's, it's a lot easier, and you're going to be successful if you invite him into your life, into your heart, to, number one, heal it. But, number two, he's going to do the standing up. He's going to do the recovering. You're kind of along for the ride. All you got to do is cooperate. Submit. Yes. Surrender. Um, those are hard words for us guys. Yes. Um, but that's the pathway to he is the answer to freedom. Yeah, and he is our ultimate father. I, you know, I've been I've been in recovery for fifteen years, and and I, I was drawn into the gospels, just the gospels, no other part of the Bible to get to know him. And I couldn't understand it. And then I read, I think, in the fourteenth chapter of John, that he said, "If you have seen me, you have seen the Father." I was always looking for a father, and I couldn't find him here on this earth in my own home. But when I found him. Yes, I had that father, and the wounds began to heal. The shame ended, uh, and freedom began. That's all I can say, Kurt. Wow. Describe, okay, so describe, I mean, it didn't happen just instantaneously. There's a, there's a progression of, of healing. There's a progression of, of transformation, of God working. How, how, Dale, how did that happen for you? Well, well it, it was a slow process for sure, Um I would think I think Ken mentions this in his book um, that at about the six month period of going to to art classes and 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 counseling uh, Christian counseling um, I reached a point where I was no longer longer looking at myself wanting to see what what's in it for me I was starting to realize that God had given me responsibilities that I hadn't 
fully accepted and and the main ones were as a father I, i'm the father of five five boys and satan was just using me to get to my family mm. and i had not barred the door and guarded it like i was supposed to so i think probably at the six month mark i i, I turned the corner where i was this is no longer about me mm. you know i do need to be saved there's a lot of good things that i can do to save my family now yeah, go ahead. I, I want to add something to that. Dale and I are, are he's, uh, he's more than a brother to me and has been for a number of years. And I had the blessing and the privilege of seeing him come into this group. I was there ahead of him. And uh, that was one of the most profound and most meaningful things I ever heard a man say was that, you know, Ken, I realize this isn't about me. This is about my sons. Mm. And I knew at that point he's going to make it. This guy's gonna gonna enjoy freedom and recovery, and God's gonna do a work in him. And it's been, you know, to, to my own response to your question is, you know, addicts fear intimacy. We're ashamed of ourselves because of what we do in secret. But in our ministry and in our group, I encounter men, Dale included, who I don't have to be ashamed to tell them the worst things I've ever done because they've done them too. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this together, and only the wounded can heal the other wounded. Only uh, only we can understand mm. uh, because we're humans and we're going to judge and we're going to grade sin and sexual sin is just boy that's beyond most people's comfort zone it's beyond most everybody's comfort zone wow so you know when i when i think about uh i think you're exactly right i mean i've been a pastor for 25 years and we we kind of label sins you know little white lie well you know you shouldn't do that but um but you know doing doing things that uh sexually that's that is beyond H- how did you overcome that you feel so much shame you talk about that again in your book um so much shame how, how do you overcome that uh one word desperation i hated what i was i hated what i did and i, I was saved as a child so so i had this knowledge of god but he wasn't Lord of my life. He was mm-hmm. my Savior, but not my Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're desperate, uh, you'll be kind of like blind Bartimaeus. You'll sit by the side of the road screaming. <laughs> you'll do whatever it takes. Uh, and I'm no, I'm no special person. I'm just a man who was tired of being a sex addict. So we're gonna, we're gonna take a break there because we're gonna talk about desperation and how do we, how do we get to that point? And we need to take a break right Yeah, now. we're going to take a break. For those of you listening, if you want to hear this entire show, listen to it. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. You can hear this show in its entirety. And the book that Ken was referencing is a book called Crossroad, A Journey from Sex to Sanity. And that's the author, Ken Snyder. We'll have access to that posted on our Facebook page. So we'll take a break and come back and hear more about their journey on Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio. 